Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you are, of course, are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here on a Saturday morning. Woke up to a little bit of snow on the ground. I didn't really, I'm not looking forward. I, you know, I just don't like it. So, yeah, that was sort of not a pleasant surprise for me this morning. But I am in studio this morning. We have Melissa Wallace. My everything is here with me. Hello. Hello. How are you? Yeah, I like to look at the snow. I like to yeah. touch it. <laughs> I don't do anything with it. I don't want to get off my car. I don't want to drive it. I don't want to eat nothing. So I can get like a chauffeur. I'm just stressed. There's someone to clean off my car. Let's work on that. That's our goal for this year. Yeah. So we can have chauffeurs. Yeah. That sounds good to me. All right. Sounds good to me too. I'm really excited about our show. A couple weeks ago, we tried and attempted this, but we had a little difficulty with a couple things here with equipment. But hey, that happens uh and my guest was so pleasant to just understand that things like that happen when you go live so we had um mark viatel i thought i was i can't say his last name yeah i can't say it either yeah, one i was looking at the guest last name but um yeah he was on from imperial um inspection services the owner now right? yeah owner now yeah so we were talking about home inspections it yes. actually works you know everything works out for a reason yeah. you know well i don't know if you listen to the show on tuesday but I did reveal that I'm looking for a house and that I did have something under agreement in the summer because we had Jasmine on and Mary's talking about her experience. I'm like, all right, listen, everyone. <laughs> experience with Jasmine. Yeah, I'm freaking out. Um, so we claimed it off like it's a little secret. But um, yeah, Mark actually did my home inspection on that house. So, and we did reveal that I walked away after home inspection. But, um, but yeah, Mark, Mark was great. Yeah. 
He was um, great. Yeah. So it worked out perfect, though, because we had so much time that we spent with him that uh, we probably wouldn't have had a good opportunity to really dig into what we want to dig into. Uh, so we're, um, again, you're listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you have any questions about real estate in general, we have three wonderful agents with us. Looks like we're sort of freaking out there on Zoom. So I don't know what's going on with us, but we'll try to uh, fix that in a second. Um, so we are... Um, going to talk to a couple a few agents from around the country actually so we're all sort of east coasters over here um so i'm going to give each one of them an opportunity to introduce themselves and um what we're going to talk about is pre-home inspections yeah so do you think that that's a good idea and it's different everywhere because i have my opinions i have to see if these ladies can change my mind well I, just before they introduce themselves i'm sorry ladies but um what you've always sort of talked about is you know you like to go to conferences on the west coast because whatever happens on the west coast sort of comes over to the east coast yeah um so sort of being ahead of the game um but with this topic they're not very common here in massachusetts mm -hmm. the home inspection um and so it's interesting that all of these women um you know sort of are for um home inspections or i guess we'll talk about that um and we're all sort of on the east coast so it's interesting because they're just so uncommon here yeah and too we'll get into a little bit about that is just the liability that we see from it so maybe mm -hmm. every state has different requirements when it comes to you know disclosure and things like that yeah. and i know i was listening a little bit while i was getting ready this morning on clubhouse and that's how i know all these wonderful women um and there was a little conversation about seller disclosures and things like that so i think we're going to get into that so again if you are listening uh this morning thank you for joining us again but tim is in studio good morning tim good morning everybody good morning good morning happy saturday Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Uh, so if you have any questions for us or for any of our lovely members here that are joining us, 781-837-4900 is the number to the studio. And Tim can get you through to us if you have any questions regarding this or comments uh, about it. Uh, also, you want to tell everybody where they can find us on social media? Yeah, we are live on Facebook. So if you go to Boston Connect Real Estate or McNamara Broker Team, or if you are a lucky member of one of the Connect pages, so Pembroke Connect, Marshfield, Hanover, all those fun pages. Uh -huh. Um, you can see us. So if you're a little shy and don't want to call into the studio, you can comment on Facebook or send us a text um, and, and we'll answer your question or we'll say hi back if that's all you want to say. Sounds <laughs> good. All right, so let's take a um, let's take a turn here. So if you are watching us on uh, Facebook, we, you can see us. We sort of look like what is that show? Like, um, well, it used to be Brady Bunch, but there was more of them. And then remember that game in like you did tic tac toe? Oh, Hollywood yeah. Squares. Hollywood squares, yeah. <laughs> Hollywood squares. Hollywood squares. So why don't we start um, up in the top left-hand corner here? We have Rue from Orlando, and Rue, uh, welcome and thank you for joining us today. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself and uh, the area that you're servicing. Um, well, I am uh, down the street from the mouse. Uh, Mickey and I, we go way back. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like. I've been, I lived in uh, Orlando for probably 30 years. Wow. Um, I have uh, had a wonderful um, introductory to real estate through the auspices of Timeshare and um, truly trained me for the wild and crazy of uh, 2021 and 2022 when I became a residential uh, real estate professional. 
and um, I, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy working on the residential side. It's a, uh, sometimes it's more entertaining than timeshare. <laughs> um, not always <laughs> there's good stories on both sides yeah i'm sure they are <laughs> oh yeah it's always an adventure in orlando and um it is true we did uh invent the florida man for those of you that are not aware the florida man is someone in florida who does something wild and crazy and it is newsworthy sometimes makes it on the national news and um we're always known for doing something, oh, not quite right. So I love living here. It's a good time. <laughs> I went to I went to college in Florida, so I went to Florida Southern. So I spent some time on there. A lot of my friends still live around in Orlando and are buying houses there. So it's not that long at all. I can I can send the mills or two. So that's fun. Absolutely. And so because I um, live where I live, I have the pleasure of working with uh, investors that are trying to get their piece of the uh, mouse, if you will, mm-hmm. and um, get uh, Airbnb-style uh, properties. I also work with folks that are relocating. We've had we've had about a hundred people a day moving to Orlando for years. Um, it kind of crept up during the post-COVID uh, 2020 year because everybody could work from home. And they thought, why not live in Florida where I can have a great place to work from home at? And so we've had a major influx. Um, We're still um, reeling from that. And I end up serving uh, anywhere from Daytona to kind of Lakeland and anywhere in between. So I've got all the, we call it the greater central Florida area because it is <laughs> the greater central Florida area. So I, uh, ask me if I don't serve it, I know someone who does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to tell you, I am not a fan of that mouse. I don't know what, I don't like rides the whole thing. It's weird. You walk through Disney world. There's not like one single like paper wrapper on the floor, on the ground. I don't know. Oh, if it's- yeah. Girl in me, that's just like, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't trust that everything is perfect here. Oh, I don't know. Let's go down to Anna. Um, and why don't you introduce yourself and tell everybody where you are? Hey, good morning. I'm Anna Abinamarco. I'm in Chester County, Pennsylvania. But I'm also going to be sending Sharon a DNA kit because seriously, every time we chat, the similarities are ridiculous. If we're not related, uh, down to the fact that you don't pronounce your R's in the word here either. I heard, I heard it. I heard it uh, when you said here instead of here. <laughs> um, aside from that, I've been selling real estate here in Chester County, which we're about 35, 40 minutes west of Philly. Um, so we're in the lovely suburbs outside of the Philly area. And uh, this is my 11th year in selling uh, real estate in this area. And I love the topic about uh, pre-home inspections because I've been encouraging my sellers to do so for the last seven years. And like you, my coaches um, were always on the West Coast. I don't know what it is about Laguna Beach, Newport, where else are they? I, I swear, I think all the real estate coaches like mm-hmm. have the same zip code and location in California, no less, right? Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that we're smart to recognize what's going on on the West Coast, because in reality, 
you know, we're still in a very, very tight point. In in my zip code alone, uh, 0.6 months of inventory, you know, we don't even have one month worth of inventory uh, in this area, yet everything I'm hearing from my West Coast friends, very different. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like you here in Pennsylvania, pre-home inspections are not the norm. However, uh, why not us be the people who bring the norm to the things that should be the norm because what has happened in the last couple of years is uh ridiculous insane Uh as a listing agent um i can say that even for me i didn't like it now yes 99 actually i have to say 100 i can't remember the last time we accepted an offer where they did uh elect to do their own inspections However, 98% of all my listings do the pre-inspection. Now, I don't require it from from my homeowners. I do encourage it. And there are one or two reasons and times where it really doesn't have much value. Nonetheless, because of it, uh, buyers have always waived the inspection contingency period. I'm talking about the buyers who waived it with no inspection done. what agents need to understand, and I hope that we get to in this conversation, at least here in the state of Pennsylvania, PAR put out a stat for last year that there was a 42% increase in mediation requests. Now, they're not saying that all 42% were from inspections, right? There, there are some other reasons why a buyer might, uh, you know, want uh, mediation and, and have a claim on something. That stat will come out uh, soon enough. But that just gives you an indication how many buyers after the fact are finding something wrong with the home. Uh, they waive their right, sure, yet that doesn't prevent a seller from being responsible for something they didn't or forgot to disclose on the seller's disclosure, or maybe intentionally, you know, we're hiding that thing. And then the buyer calls the contractor in uh, and the contractor's like, hey, yeah, I was here with Mr. Smith six months ago. I told him he needed to fix uh, ABC and then he decided to just do the $50 job and Mm -hmm. I guess I'm back to do something that should have been done in the first place. Anyway, I'll stop there. Um, Anything else you need to know about my area specifically, or let's just jump right into Michelle. And yeah, we're going to jump over to Michelle, but you make some very, very good points there too. And I I 100% want to get into that. I actually sit on, I was actually just appointed to be on the grievance committee for the state of Massachusetts. So I was on the local board, but now um, I'm on the state board and we already have our first case that is coming up and we 100% are going to see more and more of this and we recently went um sort of to a fancy it was sort of fancy we were there like we're like how did we get invited to this but one of the local uh companies actually peak for kai's and country mortgage brought us to an event where um Tom Ferry had a coach there. I actually uh, did a little one, a night thing with, um, I think it was with Michelle uh, and Rue. We did a nighttime um, thing on Clubhouse with things I learned. But they, they, the stat they gave was 72% of people who purchased in 2020 and 2021 are having buyer's remorse and regret. And it was because they were forced in, they felt forced into it or rushed into it. And you know what it was? It was momentum. And that was, and Anna, just like you, I was so uncomfortable. I was calling that time and period reckless. It was completely reckless, but really anxious. 
we were getting offers on properties above asking before an agent would even ask us if we had other offers. So it was just crazy. So we'll definitely dive deep into that. But first, let's talk to Michelle. So we have Michelle Meinhardt here. And why don't you introduce yourself and tell everybody where you're from and the areas that you service. Hello, all. Michelle from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I primarily service South Forsyth and North Fulton County. So that's like 45 minutes, 30 minutes, depending. Well, it could be three hours um, from the airport, depending on what time you make the you make the trip. But um, yeah, I I've just enjoyed getting to know you, Sharon and Anna and Rue in our uh, clubhouse rooms. And Anna is really my inspiration for doing these uh, pre-inspections. And since I have started them, I have found the flow of um, of the whole transaction to just go so much more smoothly for the buyer and the seller. And they are not the norm in Atlanta. It is not something that you normally see. And when I tell the buyer's agent that I have you know, the pre-inspection, would you all like to see it? I'll send it over right now uh, with the seller's disclosure and the community association disclosure. They are just so excited like that. They're like, oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. And it just, from the first time I say it, it just puts everything on a very transparent um, vibe and trust is built and they just appreciate the listing agent going above and beyond the average bear uh, and providing that. So I can't wait to talk about this a little bit more with y'all. And I didn't ask, Rue, do you, is this something that you practice as well? Are you as encourage your, your clients to do pre-home inspections? Yeah, so this will be interesting uh, yeah. this conversation. And I remember listening to Clubhouse and Michelle had said it was Anna that, you know, changed her mind. So um, this will be good. Yeah. I, don't know that, I don't know that Anna changed my mind because I didn't even know it was a thing. Like Anna put it on my radar. Like it wasn't even on my radar before I heard Anna start talking about it. And to me, you know, the most important thing we can have with our clients is that they trust us. And so um, it just it just puts everything um, for me personally, since I've been using it for the past year, I just really feel like it's a win-win for everybody. I actually have a, a question for Rue. So with the inspections in Florida, are you supposed to, like as a buyer, are you required to have a home inspection or did I make that up in my head? No, you're never required. Um, to be fair, um, even when the market was wild and crazy and people were waiving inspections, my next door neighbor, um, they bought a house from someone they trusted and didn't do an inspection and it ended up being riddled with mold. Mm. Um, and their realtor did not encourage them to get one and said, it'll be fine. And they ended up selling the house completely gutted with no bathrooms except for one toilet that was working because the insurance would not cover all of the damage. And um, I've never been someone that would encourage or allow a buyer 
to buy something without doing an inspection, mm -hmm. even if there was um, an inspection available. But I've, in my <laughs> lovely history, I mean, I don't have 20 years, but um, never come across a seller that had done a pre-inspection either. We are a um, disclosed all state. I'm not sure about dead bodies, but I am certain about everything that is in the house. So that could be part of the um, reason that they're not doing pre-inspections. Um, but yeah, I, I, but I, I would never encourage and highly discourage waiving the inspection. However, you do not have to have an inspector come in and inspect the property during your inspection timeframe. If you are like, if you have an out-of-state buyer that wants to see it before they um, do the inspection, things like that, that's our get out of jail free card inspection. So if we are in that time frame, no matter how many days, we do not have to disclose why we might not want to be involved in the contract any longer. Mm -hmm. And that's how we can walk away. You don't have to tell the buyer, you don't have to tell the listing agent why you're not going forward. You can just say because of home inspection and just move on. No, you don't even say that. Oh, really? Yeah, during the inspection period timeframe, you can walk away with no reason. Hmm. That's Same in Georgia. You can say the blade of grass is too dark and walk away. Really? Yeah, yep. you, my broker says whenever we're doing that, he never, he, there is actually no space on the cancellation form to say why. It's hmm. just undone. Okay. But um, only during that time frame. After that, there. Yeah. And I wonder too, if that might be a way to protect the seller because with us, when we don't have to, they have to use it. Like I am not going forward or I'm not proceeding forward based on the home inspection results. And sometimes agents will send us that, they'll try to send us that report. And I'm always like, oh, put the brakes on. I'm not opening it. I don't want to see it. I'm not disclosing that there's like a loose doorknob anywhere. So every state, you know, has different requirements, but I'm wondering if that's one of the ways to protect the seller because, hey, you want out, just go out. Because that's how I feel too. If the sell, if the buyer doesn't want it, let's mm -hmm. move on. Let me find another buyer at this point, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. all right. So let's get uh, down to what we want to really talk about. So, Anna, why don't you start with you know what why you what you feel that this is a really really good idea for sellers to do? Well, I can tell you why I began encouraging my sellers, and it was about seven eight years ago where I had a couple with a lovely home. Uh, the husband was retired military. He had a place for everything and everything in its place. I mean, this house was just pristine. And when it came time to inspecting the septic, excuse me, I'm losing my voice um, here. So for those of you who live uh, in the world of public water and don't understand septic systems, let's just say neither did I. I came from row housing in Brooklyn, right? The idea that the septic lived on your property <laughs> was so baffling to me. But here we are, I'm selling this house with septic system and uh, we're in the inspection contingency period. The buyer uh, comes to do their, what they were actually doing was a hydraulic load test, which is more extensive than the generic um, or average uh, septic inspection. The average septic inspection is really just to determine whether or not the septic system is working, right? The hydraulic load test is to determine if it's working to its full capacity. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So what do they do? They come in and they pump water in a 24 hour span. Right. Uh, to see that if, you know, four people were living in the home and laundry was going and showers were being taken and all the things uh, that that the septic system would would pump uh, properly. Well, they had a failed septic report. And when we received this, I said to my sellers, you know, just on a hunch and my gosh, I'd hate for you to spend more money because right now these buyers are asking for a thirty thousand dollar credit. And by credit, I mean, yes and no, it actually had to be done before settlement because the mortgage company uh, won't even escrow or allow for financing most. So Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac guidelines, generally speaking, not always on average, the majority answer from the lender is going to be, oh no, that that system needs to be installed before we can close, right? So so it was gonna cost about $30,000. Well, I said to my sellers, look, the hydraulic load test back then, I don't know, six, $700 it was, maybe now it's about eight or $800 or so. Uh, I hate to add insult to injury and, and suggest that you do your own test before you go through all this, right? Because you might be out 30,000 plus another six or 700. Yet if it were my home, I'd have to know. I would just have to know the, the reality of. And so of course they they did, we had our guy and lo and behold, you know where the story is going, it passed. So what I encouraged uh, the buyer agent to do, I called him up, I said, listen, I know how to sell a home, but hey, you know, septic, I still wasn't all that familiar with the the understanding, the mechanics of it and whatever. Uh, I said, why don't we invite our inspectors, yours and mine uh, to the home uh, with the sellers and the buyers and let them explain to us who's right and who's wrong. Yeah. And so the buyer agent called me back and he said, well, our inspector uh, declined the invite and said, well, if it passed, it passed. Okay. So needless to say, after that situation, what I began to do is share that story with my future sellers and say, here's what happened. And here's what I'm realizing that, look, the best way to sell a home is absolute full disclosure. And that's also where the transparent agent thing started coming and why Bitcoin's, you know, yeah. the whole full disclosure, right? And I'm all about that in that if you want certainty in your offer, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, because that's what you're angling for, right? You want the cleanest offer with the highest price and you want to know that that buyer that we attracted today they are gonna show up at that settlement table. And the price that we agreed on today, that is the price that's going to be on that final sheet and things are gonna go easily and smooth. That's what you are looking for. Is that not right? Yes, we want easy. We want you know no nonsense, all the things. Great, then provide that. Provide that to the buyer and say, here, here's my beautiful home that you just came through. And especially in this ridiculous market, you know 20 people are gonna make an offer on it. You know they're gonna, give up their next born child for the offer and got with it. But you know what I'm saying? They just got really ridiculous. Well, here's another piece of value and information. Here is a pre-home inspection done exactly the same way that it would be done for a buyer by an OSHI certified home inspector. And the front letter of the inspection report even says that, dear Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, you know, here's all the information. This is the same report we would have done for you as a buyer that the seller has uh, paid for us to do. We'd be happy to answer any questions you might have about the report. In fact, we'd even come back to the property and go over the material defects with you. And if the sellers have fixed anything since then, uh, we'd be happy to confirm or deny that that indeed was done. 
How much better can it get than giving that kind of certainty to the buyer, which in turn gives the sellers a ton of certainty in the offers that they receive? And that's interesting with your story because around here we have septic systems as well and we we call it a title five report and our sellers are the ones that do that report um but there have been times actually i did have a seller one time that he was an attorney actually too um he tried to lie about um his report and we actually i actually caught him it was actually my other team member mary who isn't with us today she had one report, I had the other report. Mine said that it passed, hers said that it failed. And I was like, oh, wait a second, I got this from the seller, where did you get yours? She's like, town hall. He didn't know that it was already recorded at town hall. So uh, we were able to call him out on that. And I said, hey, here's here's how it works. You know, you are leaving the state of Massachusetts and you're going, I think he was going to maybe South Carolina or someplace. I'm staying here and this is my reputation in my career. So, um, yeah, he had to do a whole new system and we had to get it in within like a few days, which was interesting. Um, so Michelle and Rue, do you have septic systems where you are as well? Yes, there are certain places. Uh, in fact, I bought a home, um, for my daughter that had a septic tank and that was the, <laughs> that was an interesting time. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't cost as much as it does to yeah. place them up north, though. Yeah. This Brooklyn yeah. girl does live on a house with septic, well in septic. So, you you know, depending where you live, it just, yeah. it is what it is. But sorry. We, yeah, we do too. It's more in, I don't want to say rural, but, you know, you're going to find that more in the um, country mm -hmm. in Atlanta. You're going to find it on bigger plots of land and uh seller the the inspection for that normally does the seller do your inspections or is that something that you just suggest now for me yeah oh yeah the seller yeah, does. yeah. okay for, for my listings you mean yes for, yes yes but it's not a common thing it really isn't huh no no the seller normally do the inspection for the the inspection for Title Five for you or uh, septic. We don't know. Um, in fact, um, what we ended up finding when we did the inspection at my my property is that there were two septic tanks, and the seller had installed a new one because the old one um, was so old. This was a very old home, and. Um, when the the only reason I found out that there were two is because when the I hired I personally hired a septic inspector because my father who's from Illinois they have septic tanks and he told me it was going to cost me thirty grand uh -huh. and I'm like well I need to make sure because <laughs> I ain't spending thirty grand um, and so that's when I found out I had two septic tanks and I also found out that the half of the home that was an add on was not attached to the original septic tank, nor was it attached, nor was anything attached to the septic tank in the backyard. So I have a septic tank in the front and the back. Um, so we made the seller um, pay to have those uh, fixed. Huh. Um, I, and I honestly, and it's, it may be because I'm a new kid or it may just because it doesn't happen here in Orlando, but the first time I ever heard about pre-inspecting was in Clubhouse. I've never heard of that before. 
So yeah, that's interesting. Just to be clear, though, what, what you were saying, it's not that the, the home had an addition. There was a second system with your sept, with the septum. So, so what happened was the, the it's, he was a flipper. Okay. okay. And the addition had been put on uh, a while ago. It was not um, him that did it. He just did some refurbishment. And, added, did, and it added bedroom count. Yeah, it added a bedroom and a, a small bathroom. And basically, they converted their porch. But there was a septic tank that he added, a brand new one in the backyard, because the front one was ancient, right. was concrete, and the new ones are plastic. And so even if we had chosen just to run off the one in, one in the backyard, it would not be at the capacity. It wouldn't have fit. It wouldn't have done the flow rate for the whole house. It wouldn't have served that. So what we ultimately did was connect both septic tanks back, clean up the front one and re, revitalize it and then connect the back one. So if I had bought the house without a septic inspection, not only would nothing be connected to things i would have stuff in the front and the backyard that was supposed to be underground not underground and uh, stuff what do you exactly mean no i'm kidding because <laughs> it's I don't know what i mean <laughs> um but you know we i 100 love having these septic conversations we do shows on this all the time and it's a weird thing that i actually know too much about around in this area but it's interesting to me because as a seller and a listing agent, I wouldn't allow all these buyer's agents to just come digging up. I mean, cause you have to dig up certain areas to, you know, get to the D box and all this other stuff. So um, I'm just gonna take, we usually take a break at 10.30, but we're not doing that today. So Tim, we're just gonna bypass that. But I do wanna let all of our WATD listeners know that you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here with Sharon McNamara. Of course, I am with my sidekick, Melissa Wallace. And uh, we are, I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate and we are are located here on the South Shore and we are connecting Boston to the South Shore, the South Coast and to the Cape and Islands. Uh, if you have any questions for us, if you have any show ideas for us, please give us a call at the office. Melissa, where do you want them to call you? 781-826-8000. All right, perfect. Um, so let's get more into this whole, this whole thought of the liability of this. So Michelle, let's ask you this question. When you're you're suggesting to your seller to do this bring me along how the conversation goes and why you tell them this is a benefit for them and then i'm curious anna and rue what as a buyer's agent i would be like yeah i'd really want my own report so why don't you start us off michelle um mr and mrs seller something that we have seen or that i have been doing with my sellers that's made the whole experience goes so much more smoothly for everyone involved is to have a pre-inspection done and here's why you might want to consider doing this or why i would suggest doing this is because we can get ahead of the eight ball if you will we all like to have all the facts right laid out on the table before we make a decision on especially on a big decision such as purchasing a home you wanna have all the facts laid out, right? Mr. and Mrs. Seller, I mean, if you were the buyer and you were coming in to buy this home, wouldn't it be nice to have all the facts laid out on the table to the best of your ability to make that decision? Yeah, that makes sense, Michelle. It, yeah, I get it. Okay, well, if we go ahead and have this pre-inspection done, we can A, get ahead of any issues, um, that may arise b we can hand it out and my inspector will come back and inspect the things that he found and sign off on 
what we've had fixed to show that it is up to code and, you know, it passes. Um, so, you know, with that being said, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, you know, would you like to uh, have a smooth transaction and um, would you like to, you know, go ahead, go ahead through with this? Because then our buyers can't penny nickel and dime us on what they find because we've already shown it and their offer needs to be, you know, in congruence with what's been disclosed. And Mr. and Mrs. Seller, you know, a lot of times we, you know, of a really good plumber or a really good woodworker or whatever it may be. Um, and you can go ahead and hire the contractors that you want to hire versus paying an astronomical amount of money for some contractor that they find, a random person, you know. Um, and Mr. and Mrs. Seller, the buyers usually triple it's, you know, if it's going to cost to paint a room $200, in their eyes, it's $600, right? Whatever it may be. So the buyers come in with huge numbers that we can just knock out before we even start down this road. Those would be the main talking points. Interesting. So as you're talking, by the way, I just want you to know when Melissa and I are on our phones, it's only because we're getting text messages and, and we're on social media too. So we're not like ignoring you guys, but... Um, it's interesting because one of my agents uh, here at Boston Connect, Emmy Flaherty, she's a full-time agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate. She just texted me and she said, I showed a house yesterday in Plymouth that had a pre-home inspection. So maybe it is something that is going to start around here. I was just going to say, like, and, and I said this last show that I am looking for myself personally and I don't know I just maybe I have trust issues but like I would just I just want to do my own inspection like I and you always say you never want you know anybody to spend money that they don't have to and I also am sort of going back in the past like two years of what happened here where a lot of people were leaving their home inspection so a lot of our sellers were going to be like well, you either buy my house or you don't. Like, <laughs> no matter what, it was just the mind frame of a lot of sellers in the past couple of years in our area. So I think that if you went to one of our sellers in the past couple of years, they'd be like, no, yeah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> the houses could be falling down and people didn't care about it. But I do think that it makes it, you know, it makes sense to me when I think about like this process. No, it totally makes sense. But then I put my buyer's hat on and I'm like, no, I'm, I want one on my own. So Anna and Rue, um, are your buyers also doing, and Michelle, are your buyers, if a pre-home inspection is already done, are your buyers going ahead and doing one themselves? No? Yeah, I think Anna said that what almost 100% of all of her sales, they didn't do home inspections. But... Mm -hmm. I, but Rue, you said that you highly recommend. And for us, we had an office policy that if it, uh, one of our buyer clients was not going to do a home inspection, we had a waiver that basically said that that was their great idea, not ours. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, um, yeah. I think because it's not the norm in Orlando that, um, I, I mean, I've never come across a house that already had an inspection done on it. In fact, in many cases, um, I have had to pull teeth to get a seller's disclosure from other realtors in Orlando. Yeah. Um, I, 
and I don't understand that. And then I've had people, <clears throat> the seller's disclosure is, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know for a hundred questions. So it's basically worthless. So I think part of the problem is, is that um, we are the wild, wild west over here, even though we're not Dallas. And <laughs> it, it tends to be buyer beware more than um, seller. So I think even if I came across a, a uh, property that had a pre-inspection done, I might, I might still have that buyer beware hat on um, for my buyers simply because that's not normal here. Mm -hmm. um, but I can understand based on the conversation that both Michelle and Anna have put forth, I see the merit in doing it as a seller for sure. Because especially if it's an older home, if it's a brand new home, I don't know if I would push for it so much because some of the sellers, it's a two-year-old home. I mean, seriously, there's, it's probably just fine. But if it's like a, and there are homes here that are built from 1950, 1970, 1960, I would probably heartily recommend they do their own inspection for the exact fact that as a buyer, because I'm, I'm both a seller and a buyer agent, as a buyer's agent, yeah, we do over, we do tend to ask for a little bit more because, you know, you got to start a higher so that you get to a place where it's acceptable typically in the negotiation. We all know that. Mm -hmm. um, so that that is normal for a buyer to ask for more than they really want because they're hopeful that they'll get exactly what they want moving forward. So, but yeah. I do, I, I think it's worth pushing on an older home for sure. I have, I have two thoughts, but okay. first that, and it came to me when you were just saying that was, um, you know, I think it definitely depends. I could see a lot of pre-home inspections on certain properties, not on all the properties that we see at least, um, but, you know, maybe properties that could use some TLC and it's better to just put it out there and say, you know, this is what is going on with the house and, you know, give me your best offer. I could see that. And that, what do I always say? The house is priced according to yeah. the condition that it's in. Right? Yeah. And I think that having a pre-home inspection sort of backs that up though. Like, you know what the condition is because you've done a pre-home inspection. So I think that that would definitely help sort of your case with if any other like buyer's agent came and say, well, you know, this is the value that we see. It's like, okay, well, we did a pre-home inspection and this mm -hmm. is how we came to this number. Secondly, personally, with me purchasing my first home, we say this a lot too, and we do um, talk about home inspections on the show is it's not just about what's finding what's wrong with the house. It's also educating the buyer. So somebody who's never owned a property or have never even lived in a house, have always lived in apartments. Do you know where the water shut off is? Do you know where all these things are? Me, I've never lived in a house. So when I did my home inspection, I was like right next to him the whole time, like learning, okay, this is what he was giving you. He was giving you a piggyback. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not educational for me, but I, I probably will do another home inspection because every home is different. Yeah. Anna, let me ask you this. So I do a pre-home inspection and um, something comes up with a crack in the foundation or that there's mold-like substance or that the roof needs to be replaced. Some of these bigger ticket items. So then what happens? This is, this is where my angst is with this because 
maybe you have like right now too, my niche tends to be more working with the boomer, older boomer generation, either they're selling themselves and they haven't done anything to their home in 50 years, or they're selling their parent, the younger boomers are selling their parents house who haven't done anything. So what do you do in those situations when the people don't have any money? Yeah. So yet another similarity, Sharon, cut it out uh, because we also, uh, you know, serve pretty much the same demographic. Here's the thing, where it really starts and how you determine whether or not someone should do one. And I want to come back for, to the buyer and whether or not they would do their own. Wow, so many thoughts. First, let, let's talk about the seller again. So, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, let, let's figure out what the objective is here. Where are you going? When I sell your home, where are you going? How are you getting there? When do you have to be there by? That matters. Why? Because if I'm selling your home and you're using the equity to purchase the other home and you're tight on budget, right? And, you know, a $30,000 septic system, an $80,000 stucco issue, a $20,000 roof, whatever that it may be, that amount of money can actually prevent you from getting to where you want to go, right? If, yeah. if those dollars matter. Now, agents don't like what I'm about to say, but if you're truly coming at this as being a consultant, if you're here to protect and advise your client to the best of your ability, you may actually not wind up listing that home. I had one where the septic did fail and guess what? They just needed to sit on that seat and flush that toilet about a year's worth of times before they now were ready to sell. But I'm happy about that. Do you think that I want to get a seller into a situation where they're under contract for another home only to find out that during process that they're going to be out $30,000 to a client that that dollar matters? Mm -hmm. so, so what I'm getting at is you not only uh, encourage a pre-home inspection, you have to understand what your client's needs are. You have to understand how are they getting from here to there and what amount of time and what do they need to happen from this home, right? Mm -hmm. So if it's a matter of an estate, which I do plenty of those, I work with the you know adult uh, children on estates, Oftentimes they don't want to do a darn thing. Great. So how do you want to see this happen? You want a bunch of investors to offer you 50 cents on the dollar because they're going to assume that things are wrong with it. Or do you want to just simply tell them, hey, here's the facts. Here is what is and what isn't about the home. Now make your decision on the price, right? Mm -hmm. So I do those often as well, where we're not even, you know, these are like quote unquote off market properties. That means something different in every state. Not gonna get into that for this conversation, right? But there's definitely value for that seller as well. The buyer who's going to do their own inspection, let's go back five years and six years, seven years. And we weren't in the crazy, we're a seller's market, but we certainly weren't what we were in the past uh, two to three years. And that buyer wants to do their own. Honest to God, in those situations, and back then I was probably running about 60, 70% of the time where the buyer waived the inspection versus 100% of the time. Here's what would happen. The buyer agent would say, oh, spotlight home inspections. I was gonna refer you to them anyway. So looks like you just got a free report. So the most important thing is, 
using very reputable inspectors, very mm -hmm. known inspectors in your area. So, you know, and, and ASHI certified, if you can do that as well, right? So you want them accredited, certified, you want them to be the best of the best. You as a buyer agent, that has to be the guy that you want there at your client's behalf, right? That's not an overwhelming, like making a mountain out of a molehill, but certainly not leaving things off, right? That's not the point of the seller's disclosure. So if you come at this with, you know, referring who you genuinely be, believe is the best in the situation and also already has a reputation and trust among the, the local realtors, you're going to do yourself a huge favor by encouraging, you know, that home inspectors, number one. Number two, let's say the buyer and their agent do their own inspection anyway, and they hire Joe Schmo from wherever, right? And Joe Schmo comes in and he thinks his job, uh, because he's getting paid 500 bucks, is to find a minimum of $5,000 worth of things wrong with the property, right? But now Joe Schmo knows that this reputable uh, company has already done a pre-inspection. That's a very good point. I like that point. I likely it's Joe Schmo to come in and make a mountain out of a molehill. What a reputable company has already said ABC, right? Yeah. So it's protection, it's leverage, it's seamless. There's all the reasons. But again, the more you understand about your own clients' needs and what they're trying to accomplish is when you can explain to them what the right solutions are. And I don't even know if I answered your question, by the way, because I forgot. <laughs> you absolutely did. And I know, Melissa, you said that we have a question. Um, yeah, just a question yeah. for Rue. The, um, is the order in Florida different with the home inspection after purchase and sales, or is it before the purchase and sales? Um, it happens after. So basically you have, um, after executed contract, meaning both parties have agreed to the contract, you have a stipulated time that you as the buyer have said you'll go, um, this is how long you'll take to have the inspection done and to respond to the seller based on the findings of that inspection. And then the, um, the, the um, default to that is 15 days um, during the wild and crazy there were times when the selling agent would require five days max, um, seven days max. So to have a um, an executed time, you, you truly had to have your group of inspectors that you could call and say, mm -hmm. can you be there in a day? Because you didn't want to wait to the last day to get your report to the seller. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how that would shake out. I can't believe we only have four minutes left in this show. So ladies, I hope that you will come back and join us again so we can continue on this conversation because one thing that I want to discuss and maybe by you can just give me a high five or something. Do all of you use a seller disclosure in your state? Yeah. So where? No, no I'm a no. no. So, and I know, and that's something else you know. So, um, and that was one thing as the broker of the company, I could make that decision and I decided not to do that. And I know, Rue, I believe you're with Caldwell Banker and uh, I don't even, I think EXP and Michelle, are you EXP as well? So, and, and this is one thing I love to show. I mean, this is my show and we are not competitors in this industry. We we collaborate. We just wear a different colored logo. These are some of the most wonderful women that I have ever come across through Clubhouse. I feel very grateful for that. 
um, and being able to have contacts in other states is just so important. Um, but it is interesting that we can learn from each other, but we don't use a seller disclosure. And the reason I don't is because there's a line on there that the broker has to sign that. I've never lived in that house and chances are I never even slept one night. I don't know if the seller is telling the truth or not. So we chose not to do it, but that's gonna be another conversation. We have two minutes left. This conversation went way too fast, but I want to give the last two minutes opportunity real quick to one, most importantly, give your information. Um, I don't wanna say especially Anna to leave you out, but to the two women who are in Georgia and in Orlando, we have a lot of snowbirds coming from Anna's area and from my area. So we wanna make sure that we get your information out there and we'll make sure that everything is out on our blog as well. So Michelle, you can go first. Uh, okay, thank you so much for having me, Sharon. Michelle Meinhart from Atlanta, Georgia, and you can connect with me at sellmichelle.com. Say that one more time. Michelle Meinhart from Atlanta, Georgia, and you can connect with me at sellmichelle.com, and that's Michelle with two L's. Perfect. And Rue, how about you? Uh, my name's Rue Claire's, like little Rue from Winnie the Pooh. I live <laughs> down the street from the mouse, and I uh, kicked a lot in the pouch. My uh, easiest way is your home, your castle. Um, I'm on all the social medias. That's my website as well. And uh, feel free, actually, it's your home dash your castle.com. Feel free to connect with me there or connect with me on Insta, TikTok, Facebook, whichever makes it easy for you. Perfect. And one more time so everybody can find you. What is that website? Your home dash your castle.com. Perfect. And Anna, how about for you? Hey, I'd, I'd love to go to your area, by the way, but not in the winter because I already have that here. But um, and all of you women going to Tampa, are you all gone uh, to St. Petersburg? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to see you there. Anna, give everybody your information because you know what? You're also a large hub. We're a hub here in Boston. So we have a lot of relocation that's going on between our cities. So give everybody your information as well. Uh, mine's a lot easier than my last name, but I'm Anna Abramarco, and my uh, link digital card to get you to all things me is Anna with two N's, Anna10k.com. That'll take you to contact info, website, social handles, and whatever, uh, Anna10k.com. Perfect, Anna10k.com. And if you didn't get any of that information, you can call us, 781-826-8000. Of course, you can find us on bostonconnect.com. Tim, I think that I can't hear. Um, yep, actually. time to go. All right. Okay, time to go. So thank you. So we're not on the radio anymore, but we have to sort of live. WATD-FM Marshfield, WBMS Brockton.